What are you anticipating seeing, you know, amongst the New Zealand teams, given you've, you've given all that about the All Blacks? Oh, just so many good young players, mate. I don't know how you do it there. Oh, I do, because you've got three of the biggest uh, academies in the world. Fiji, Samara and Tonga. They're not bad. We were waiting for it. I was waiting for it. G'day, good evening, good morning, wherever you are. Welcome to the Drops Kickoff. We've got another episode coming out this week, another special, and I'm delighted this week uh, to talk about all things Melbourne Rebels um, and talk about how they're going. It's been it's been a really fascinating season for, for fans of Victorian rugby and the Rebels and watching the progression of the team. And joining me is kind of one of the rising stars in Lockie Anderson, Rebels winger, Sevens player, cheeky monkey aficionado. All of it may be. Uh, and he'll be on the wing this weekend when the Rebels play the Reds uh, in that clash there. Lockie, welcome. G'day, mate. How are you? Thanks for having me on. It's a pleasure to have you on. And, you know, let's just dive straight into it. No messing around. And you know, I'm not going to lie. I've been really looking forward to this interview and looking forward to this discussion with you because, you know, there's a group of us here at the drop kickoff and we've all been really enjoying the progression of the Rebels this year. Yeah. Um, you know, a couple of us, like I think one of our mates, Josh, has actually mentioned that you're his favourite team to watch at the moment as a fan just because of the sheer sweat you guys look like you're putting in. What's the mood been like around the camp? Because it feels like something's changed compared to previous years. Yeah. Uh, no, definitely. I think you're bang on there. Like uh, the mood in camp, uh, it's definitely a positive one. Um you know, if I take it back to round one in Perth, uh, you know, there's probably a pretty flat change room after that game uh, where we, we weren't able to close that game out. But then uh, we, you know, we in our review, we spoke a lot about uh, making sure we're stacking positives and taking a step forward each week. And, you know, as a club, we want to be playing a brand of rugby uh, that our fans are proud of, our friends and family, especially at home, um, you know, that's inspiring people. And as you kind of mentioned there, that, you know, a type of style of rugby that people want to actually watch. Um, and, yeah, I think I think from the, the whole playing group, our intent there to play a fast, you know, running rugby style of rugby um, is is going well. It's exciting, uh, and you know, we're, we're getting some good points scored off the back of it. So, uh, yeah, it's a pretty good mood in camp at the moment. That's really good to hear because I mean, you often feel like that the mood of the camp is often reflected in the rugby on on the field, um, and. You know, coming into this season, I did have some personal, you know, trepidation because in 2022, there were like, you guys had moments or glimpses of opportunity, um, and but it still felt like you were kind of still on that road of progression. You know, you've obviously been at the Rebels for a little while. You've you've navigated, you know, the, the Super Rugby AU comp, the Trans-Tasman comp, and now Super Rugby Pacific. What was kind of... The, the key thing that the leadership group and the coaching staff communicated to the squad after the end of, of last year? And what were, what's, what were the things that they said, this is what we need to progress on as a club together? Probably the big messaging that came out of 2022 um, was consistent, consistency, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, we spoke a lot about, you know, not being able to have these real high highs uh, where we're playing some rugby, winning really good games, then having those low lows. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we need to we need to be uh, somewhere in the middle there for ninety percent of the time, and then be able to go to those highs and those next levels. So, um, and there and there was a number of factors for that last year. You know, like every club has injuries, all that sort of stuff, and uh, we're probably forced to to bleed a couple of young boys early on. And you know, there's mm-hmm. there's positives and negatives of that, but. 
Um, I think I think this year, especially to the start of this season, we're seeing some of those positives in the sense that you know we probably have um, some real good depth at the moment due to due to what happened, what we went through as a club last year. Um, you know, a lot, a lot of our younger boys have the, that experience now uh, and that Super Rugby confidence to be able to back themselves a bit more. Mm. Um, and we probably have, uh, you know, those combinations a lot better this year because we've played 10 to 20 games between with each other now. So, yeah, I think there's, I think there's a lot of factors um, that we've been able to take out of last year, review, um, see what we can do better. And then we had a good preseason block where we were able to put those things in place and actually play some rugby as well in that off-season to to keep working on those combinations and, and keep getting that confidence and, and that style of rugby that we're trying to play. Yeah. The, the key thing that I'm, I've started to notice, not, ju- not just me, but, you know, Josh from our pod, he kind of said, it feels like yeah. there's leaders starting to, like people are putting their hands up to do work. It's not a case of just, uh, you know, it's, you rely on one or two players to lift the squad up. It feels like there are folks across, you know, in, in, in the squad that are saying, I'm going to take ownership of that. I'm going to take, you know, uh, responsibility of that. I kind of want to ask a little bit because it, it's kind of overly simplistic to say, to boil it down to a particular moment where I really started to notice it. But that Canes game, that the second half of that Hurricanes game where you boys kind of came back, it was, there was just something in that that just said that kind of felt like the leaders of the club are saying, we're going to put our hands up and have an actual crack at this. Um, whether it was the intensity of the game, it was a fantastic game and it was great. Just It was just it's so entertaining to watch yeah. as a fan. Talk to me a little bit more about that, that that leadership group and that leadership role and what they're doing. There was probably, you know, a big moment probably for the, the team in that Canes game that you kind of touched on was probably that fight right before halftime, you know, in that corner <laughs> there after that line out. Like, you know, everyone's kind of running there, typical push and, push and shoving and there's not much going on. But I think that was a real line in the sand moment for us where we said, you know, we're you're actually here at our home. We're not, we're not going to tolerate that. We're actually going to stand up to you because, the, you know, there can sometimes be that belief amongst, you know, the public that we tend to bow down to New Zealand teams or, you know, we tend not to have as much confidence to get them. But I think as a playing group, you know, all of a sudden we step, we put our chests out, we, we stand up to them and we, we back ourselves. We go into the halftime sheds and then, yeah, like as you mentioned, our leadership group, you know, they stand up and they say, boys, we we're actually on here. You know, we, we got 40 more minutes to, to win this game and, mm. you know, we don't need to change what we're doing. What we're doing actually works. We just got to stick to our systems, trust our processes and we'll come away with the points. And mm. the, probably the big thing out of that game was we probably didn't do it for 80 minutes. You know, we probably put a mm. 50 or 60 minute performance out there, um, which against a team like the Canes is not going to be good enough to win. But yeah, as you mentioned there, I think we have a really good solid foundation this year of, of uh, what our, what our standards are and what we're trying to deliver, and I think we haven't taken a, a step backwards from that, um, which yeah is probably why um, we're we're trending in that direction. Yeah, I think so. It's the the I, I do love that because that's how we've kind of felt a little bit as well. Like that eighty minute performance is kind of the thing that us as fans yeah. have been wanting to look for, and it's I, it's it's nice to know that you guys you boys are also like you know what let's call it what it is uh, and that that a performance that is complete and that we don't we don't switch off for the whole game is is good to hear that that's the focus and and we're putting in we're putting in patches of really good performances and it, i think that shows you know week to week um that we can beat these top teams but you know we're under no illusions that 
we don't want to just be competing with these teams like the Hurricanes. We want to be winning those games as well. You yeah. know what I mean? Like we want to be closing them out. We want to we want to be walking away with points there. So um, we're under no illusions as a club that you know just playing for sixty minutes it's it's not good enough. But in that sense as well, we can take some real good confidence and momentum out of that sixty minutes because mm. you know what we're doing and when we do what we say we're going to do, it works. So and I think teams are, are finding that hard at the moment to to defend us yeah. um, when we're playing that style of rugby. Yeah, and it's good that you're striving for that stuff. I mean, it was backed up. I, I wasn't surprised at all that you guys beat the Tars just because I was I was just hoping, you know, is it a flash in the pan moment or is it a line in the sand moment? And it felt like the line in the sand moment after that Tars performance. But the game against the Chiefs, I thought, was really, really interesting. I got I got kind of roll, like pushed, told off a little bit because I kind of said, yeah, look, it was like the boys played well. You guys played well, but you would look at that and see a 19-point loss even though you boys didn't actually play that bad. And that 50 to 60 minute performance is a key thing that you like, you know what, we, we are going to want to address that. I'm assuming though that would have still been a really educational experience because the Chiefs, are they're undefeated. They're playing really, really good rugby at the moment. What were some key learnings that you took out of, say, last week's performance that you're going to say, well, how do we take this and put it into a performance against, you know, a team like the Reds? Look, I think, I think if as a team we're able to go over to Hamilton, travel over there, play an away game against the number one team in the competition and score, I think it was 22 points. Yeah. Um, again, like that's, that's, that's huge confidence, you know, like mm. it's not, it's not easy. That's not an easy thing to do away from home. Um, and then, you know, I'll touch on it again without trying to repeat myself too much, but I think, uh, I think in the review, we leaked close to 20 points uh, in a 15 minute period, either side mm. of half time there. So, you know, it's kind of another, not, a, I don't want to call it a common theme because it's something that we're trying to eliminate from our game, but, Again, we're, we've identified the areas that is currently costing us points and these moments in the game that are that are adding up. And just being able to swing that momentum back when we lose it, you know, like we're not going to be in control for 80 minutes. So it's about being identify that. And that probably comes back to our leadership group as well that we touched on. Mm-hmm. Identify the moments where, okay, our backs are against the wall a bit here. Let's kind of take our medicine, slow things down and, and reset a bit, not, not compounding errors, uh, which I think, you know, last year we might have been guilty of. So mm-hmm. I think there's been huge growth, huge growth in that area. Um, but yeah, like all eyes forward onto the Reds this week. Um, I think it's a big one for both teams. Both teams are, you know, going to be desperate for that win. Mm. Um, and again, for us at home, um, you know, a win really sets us up uh, for the next couple of weeks. So I think the boys are really looking forward to it. Yeah, we're we're, all, we're all really excited to see what the next fortnight has in store for you because you've got the Reds, and then you're heading over to Fiji to to face the Drua, and you know. Playing over there would be just in front of a crowd like that would be unbelievable. I mean, obviously you're the opposition, but still it would be a moment where you're going, how awesome is this? I'm really excited to see what the next couple of weeks have got. I actually want to ask you a little bit before we talk, we touch on the Reds in this upcoming weekend. Kevin Foote, head coach, um, obviously kind of after this year, it looks like he's gone and done a white, taken his time to kind of process exactly where the team progresses. What has been the key thing that he's been, you know, bringing to this side? Uh, obviously, you know, you've got, you've got obviously all the support staff around you, but what's been his kind of key focus for this year? Yeah, Kev's, you know, as any head coach, is has a huge influence on the group. And when, you know, when he took over that role, uh, I think it takes a year or two for a head coach to really get, uh, you know, things in place and the systems in place to run things how he actually wants to run it with his DNA. Um, but you probably hear Kev himself and the boys talk about it a lot, but he's just is the culture that he brings. You know, I think 
we're as a club at the moment we're really aligned from top down you know from ceo all the way down to our academy players both Mm. on and off the field in how we want to move forward as a club the direction that we're heading in as a club and you know what our values are and again i think that shows in the way that we're playing but yeah kev kev spearheads that whole process you know he lives and breathes that you know he doesn't he doesn't ask you to do something that he doesn't do himself so Mm. um you know he gets but the boys love him yeah maybe he loves the club he wants nothing but the best for us and uh yeah well he's doing everything he can to keep moving forward Mm. well it does look like you guys are moving forward it does look like there is a progression and it's it's really positive to see i want to you know ask you personally as well about the back three specifically at the rebels because you guys are looking really good I'm not going to, I'm not, and I, I don't want to blow like smoke up your ass, but the truth is you guys are looking, you and Monty um, have looked really, really solid. Um, obviously you've, you've done some stuff with, you know, with Reese a little bit before he got injured, but also, you know, Joe, um, how does this, what's the dynamic working there as well? You know, cause it's obviously not just with the boys on the park. Cause you've got, you know, boys like Andrew Kellaway who are, who are also in there and also kind of, working with you as a group what's uh what's kind of the vibe been like working in your specific area of the field yeah i think uh it comes back to probably the depth that we got now as a back three mm. you know lush uh been able to bring monty back uh from overseas you know he's he's got a lot of x factor about him he's an awesome personality for the group um awesome bloke and you know he's just he's just loves loves his attacking rugby which is awesome to have uh, mm. he's, he's a threat so I think, you know, teams identify that and, you know, when you have threats out wide, um, you know, it opens up space elsewhere. So Monty has been a, a great addition to the club. He um, touched on Kells, obviously Andrew Kellaway. Uh, he's been injured for the early parts, but, uh, you know, we're expecting him back uh, potentially as early as next week. So, uh, and then we've had Nick Juice, Joe, Joe Pincus, you know, Glenny Vaughan, yeah. who just, again, all boys that are, that are coming through and are showing real good signs of, of rugby. But I think it's the depth thing. Like when you got, when you've got six, seven, eight blokes at training uh, who can, you know, start at super rugby level and, and you're training against each other every day, it creates that in-house competition and it drives you to be better. Um, mm. So I think that's probably been the biggest thing for me is just having these blokes to train against, you know, training against Andrew Kellaway, Reese Hodge, you know, the blokes with international experience, Monte Ioani, um, it brings you up to their level. So, you know, it, we, we're, we're hard on each other and our reviews and what we're trying to achieve. And, you know, that ultimately brings the best out of us. So, yeah, the dynamic's awesome. You know, we all get on. Um, we're, we're good mates off the field as well. So I think that really helps. Absolutely. It's like I, I did notice, like, it's the rising tide lifts all ships because, you know, boys are getting out there and having a crack and it's really good to see. Reds this weekend, you've got, you know, it's a, as you mentioned, alluded to earlier, it's uh, you know a pretty critical clash for for both teams in terms of how you guys are going and starting the season, and it, there's a really good yeah. opportunity to lay some framework for you know for for the rest of the season. Um, what are the main things you're looking to target? How are you looking to see as well that the Rebels can maintain that level of intensity that we've been starting to really see come out in previous games? Yeah, well, firstly, I think uh, being a home game for us again is huge. You know, I think. Those two games we've had at home, you've seen a natural lift in intensity from from the playing group, and I think that's just starts with, you know, being at home in front of your friends and family, and just giving you that extra ten percent of motivation. Uh, so that's that's huge for us. Wanted to put a performance in at home again that we can come away with the points and and be proud of that. Uh, but yeah. I also think, you know, breaking down the game a bit, uh, it's probably going to be the battle of the back row. I think, you know, I think. Mm. Uh, the breakdown is going to be crucial for both teams this weekend. You know, they got a Wallaby Wallaby Cat back row. 
who, you know, they're going to be going out there on Saturday night with their job trying to create havoc there and steal as much ball as they can and really slow us down. So, you know, I think we're under no illusion what they bring. You know, Harry Wilson's, you know, he's a, he's a big ball carrier. And you've got Fraser McWright, Liam Wright, both great on ballers and high work rates. So I think, you know, we have we have plans in place to counteract that. But I also think, you know, our back row with Brad Wilkin, uh, Josh Kameny, and then Violini as well, you know, we've got three great players there who probably wear in the underdog tag a bit at the moment. But, I'm, you know, I wouldn't – I think it's going to be a great clash with – Eddie's probably going to be watching at home and <laughs> – um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to watch watch that battle play out, and I think uh, whoever wins the breakdown will probably win the game, in my opinion. Yeah, it's, it's going to be so interesting to watch. I love that you've, you've mentioned Brad. We've been loving just the energy and the intensity he's been, you know, he's been bringing, particularly to that breakdown and 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 to the forward set piece. It's been really good. I'm I'm personally excited, and I know it's it's going to feel like a bit of a, a cliche for saying it, but Carter Gordon has been on fire. Um, this series, I reckon he's combining really, really well in the back line, and I'm really keen to see how he goes up against uh, against James O'Connor. Um, what's he doing? What is Carter Gordon doing that's making him just play the way that he's playing? Because he's he's a joy to watch, in all honesty. Yeah, I think I think Carter's probably just doing Carter a bit. Like he's not. I don't <laughs> think he's reading into any reading into any of the hype or or the media or getting too far ahead of himself. Like he's just. I think in the last twelve months his confidence has gone to a new level. And I think, you know, this year he's got a real belief about himself and the style of rugby that we're mm-hmm. trying to play aligns with what he's trying to do. And I think he's just backing himself a lot more this year. Like we know as a playing group, what he's capable of. We see it every day on the training park. So there's no illusion or no doubts amongst us, but yeah, I think Carter's gone out there this year and he's just, as you said, he's killing it uh, week to mm-hmm. week. Um, just backing himself and making, really making that 10 jersey his own. And yeah, as you just touched on, I think, him going against his old club in Queensland uh, against James O'Connor. It's kind of, you know, the apprentice versus the master a bit this weekend. So mm. I think that's going to be an, another awesome, awesome matchup for him. And, yeah, I, I know that Carter's going to be really up for it. Yeah, absolutely. Do you, are you the sort of person who likes to go week to week or do you like to look at, you know, particular games and go, all right, that's a, a clash I'm, I'm really looking forward to? Because i got a sense you really enjoyed that Waratahs game, not just because you won, because of, the fact that you know you've you've been in you were in Sydney for a little while. Are there any particular you know clashes that you're you know that either that you've either done this year or that you're looking forward to that uh, you're like yeah that's one that I'm really excited for. Uh, I think the Tars game yeah it's it's always a, a fun one to play. But yeah, as you touched on Sydney Junior, so yeah, was born and raised there. So yeah, it's always you know I know a fair few of the boys in that in that team and have played rugby either for, with them or against them at some point. So um, you know there's a lot of friendly battles in that one. But yeah, you know, I try to not look too far ahead in the future and, and what we've got coming up. I try and focus on on just getting it right week to week um, because you, you don't know what's going to happen, right? You don't know where mm. you're going to be or what's going to happen and, and who you got. So I think if you're able just to live in the moment, stay present with, with the performance you've got to put out there on the weekend, I think the rest kind of looks after itself. So, you know, there's definitely the, the, the clashes that you look forward to and every time you play an Aussie team, I think I think they're always fun as well. So. Obviously, aside from winning the competition, which is, of course, what, what you're always aiming to do, um, what does success look like for this group in, in 2023? Yeah, I, I think at a minimum, we want to be playing finals footy. You know, there's mm-hmm. no – we don't need to shy away from the fact there. We don't need to hide, hide away from that. Um, we, as a group, we speak a lot, a lot about top four, which means, you know, we want to be, be amongst those top four teams in the competition. But to do that, you know, it starts with being in the top eight of the competition to play finals football. So, 
Uh, we want to be putting ourselves in a position to be in that top eight, uh, to be in the finals. And then after that, it's, it's you know, every game looks after itself and you progress through the next stage. So mm. um, success for us, we talk a lot about top four, what the behaviours look like. And, you know, we do a lot of our review around that, um, whether whether we believe it's a top four behaviour, if it looks like top four. And we believe if we're uh, doing those behaviours on a day-to-day basis, it's again, it's going to drive success. It's going to drive good habits. And and then the outcome will will follow the process. So mm. um, yeah, and that comes down just at the end of the day again to winning games. So mm-hmm. uh, this weekend we need to come away with points and climb that ladder so we can put ourselves in the best position to be doing that. Mm. It's good that you're looking at that at that top four because um, we we were just we were talking about it again earlier this week and and we've we've started to notice it like there is this top four you're not far off. A lot of us have seen it. You're not far off. And it's really good to see that, that that's the focus and the approach that you're taking. And it would be fantastic yeah. to to see the Rebels make to see the Rebels make finals this year. Um, oh, absolutely. And I yeah. think I think the competition this year is probably the closest it's ever been. Like you look at last week, Fiji, you know, being the Crusaders, Moana going toe to toe with the Brumbies. Like, mm. you know, I'm a str- I'm, I strongly believe that I don't think there's an easy game in the competition at the moment. Um, mm. You got, I think the 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 playing field's a lot even uh, this year, and yeah, it's exciting for for every team. I think. Yeah, what does success look like for Lockie Anderson uh, in twenty twenty three? Yeah, that's a that's a tough one. Look for me, you know, I'm, I, I had a tough year last year with injury, so I think mm. for me, like I missed close to the whole season last year through injury. So, you know, I'm firstly, I'm I'm very grateful to be, you know, Touchwood fit uh, and and playing rugby. You know, I'm really. I'm really enjoying my rugby at the moment here with the Rebels and playing, and I hope that's that's showing in the way that I'm playing. Um, but I'm fit to be available for selection. I'm, you know, I'm happy uh, that I'm that I'm week to week. I'm, I'm getting games under my belt, and I'm I'm in and around the boys because when you go through injuries, um, you know, it's tough mentally, it's tough physically, and you know, you start to have a bit of doubt creep in when you spend so much time on the sidelines. But mm. you know, for me to bounce back this year and and you know have a have a solid start to the season. Uh, that's been huge for me, but success. I think, I think it comes down on a on a personal level is just to doing my role uh, to the best of the ability for the team to then you know hopefully have some team success uh, mm. because that's all I kind of really care about at the moment is is just doing the best I can for the rebels and and hopefully helping us win games. Yeah, love it. And you know, it's it's we've noticed the confidence in you, and, and we're really excited to see you know. Not just how the rebels go, but how you go as well. You've been looking absolutely fantastic, um, and I'm really excited to see how you go this weekend and for the rest of the season. We'll finish oh, thank off. You. I appreciate that. Yeah, absolutely. We'll finish off with some fun little quickfire rugby questions. No pressure. Uh, just a bit of a laugh. Why yep. is Cammy or the funniest member of the Rebel squad? <laughs> that bloke doesn't have a day off. He he doesn't <laughs> stop talking. Uh, he could talk underwater if he, if he tried. <laughs> Love, it. Love it. Shane Williams or Brian Habana? Uh, Habana. Oh, yeah. No, I'd, yeah, I'd go with that as well. <laughs> um, you've said that your favourite movie is the Batman trilogy. What's your favourite out of the trilogy? Oh, probably probably The Dark Knight. Yeah. Uh, Dark Knight Rises. Um, mate, tough to pick. But yeah, probably probably the Dark Knight. I don't know why. I've always been a Batman Begin guy. I don't know what it is. Um, like I like the Dark Knight and Dark Knight Rises. They're, they're, it's a good series, but just something about yeah. 
Liam Neeson and just that vibe of, of that first movie. Yeah, but Heath Ledger's pretty good in the second. Oh yeah, he is. He's a like he's, just, tough, to, he's tough to go past. That, that, <laughs> uh, it's good good performance. Yeah, it's it's perfection in three movies. You can't ask for much more. <laughs> <laughs> What's your favourite rugby moment, either as a player or as a fan? Um, favourite rugby moment. Look, for me, probably one of the highlights of my career was probably the Olympics in Tokyo. Um, mm. So it was a pretty big moment and something that, you know, I sacrificed a lot of time and, and blood, sweat and t- tears for. So um, to, be, to be able to go to Tokyo and do that was, was a pretty special moment for me. Um, as, a, as a spectator, no, I'll just lock in that, the Olympics. I like it. But, uh, well, it was good to watch you play. I'll say that. Um, <laughs> what's the best-looking rugby trophy? in the world, in your opinion. So we're talking like most aesthetically pleasing to look at. Uh, the Bledisloe Cup would probably be pretty pretty cool, I reckon. Like you could fit a fair few beers in that. So that's got to have something. That's got to have some sort of correlation to best looking trophy, wouldn't it? <laughs> Love it. Um, what's your go-to when you eat out at Cheeky Monkey? Uh, so coffee order would be a piccolo from Big Sal. Uh, mm-hmm. And then the chili, the chili scrambled eggs there, Can't best one in Melbourne. Oh, yum. There's some good chili eggs. I like them. The chili scrambled eggs, they're good. And then last question. You walk yep. into a lift and your rugby hero is in there. Who is it and why is it Dane Hale Petty? <laughs> Dane. Um, Dane, nah, Dane was awesome when I first came down to the Rebels. You know, he was the skipper down here and uh, he was great for me to learn off. You know, He had a, a wealth of experience and um, you know, he spent a lot of time giving back and helping me grow and develop. Uh, my own personal game. So, uh, you know, I wish I could have had more time with him down here. Unfortunately, uh, things with, you know, his head and some of the injuries that he was going through at the time didn't didn't pan out for him. But, yeah. no, I keep in contact with him still. And, um, you know, he's a legend of the game, had a great career and, uh, yeah, nothing but good words to say about Dane. Yeah, he's an absolute legend. Amazing on the field and off. Lovely bloke. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I could honestly talk to you all day, but I know that you've got a, a game to get ready for. Um, so I'll simply finish by saying uh, thanks so much for, for coming on. It's been a real um, privilege to chat to you. And, you know, best of luck this weekend and the rest of the season. Yeah, no no worries at all. Thanks for having me. And, uh, no, I appreciate the support and we'll keep trying to keep going forward for you guys. And, uh, yeah, the playing group's loving everyone getting around us. So, yeah, big thanks. Anytime, mate. Anytime. So for everyone listening, the Rebels will be playing the Queensland Reds this weekend. You can catch all of the action this weekend on Stan Sport. Lockie, again, thanks for coming on. And to all of our listeners, we'll catch you the next time around. Yeah, I think that's a really silly question. You know, rugby's a game of 15 players on the, on the field. When we're attacking, we're attacking weak defenders. We're looking for weak defenders. Why would we run at the strongest defenders? So if Martin's there and, and sorry, what's your name? Nick, and Nick's there. We're not going to run a Martin, are we? <laughs> Guys, can you just send my best wishes to Warren and make sure he enjoys the third and fourth playoff?